This is Paul. And this is Nick. And this is Serial. Serial! You know, today, um, this this serial is, I gotta say, it's not one of my, my favorites. It's not even a, really a go-to, but it's... I find it kind of interesting, and it's. Um, I'm kind of surprised they still make these cereals. I really don't know who is still eating these. Uh, today we are talking about puffed grain cereals. That's kind of like the clinical name. It is. It does sound very clinical. It does sound like that you're a doctor that's diagnosing a terrible malady. So <laughs> yeah. you have puffed rice cereal. What? <laughs> oh no. I knew I should have. Never mind. I was going to keep this PG. Um, uh, puff grain cereal. So what what it is, as everyone knows, it's puffed uh, rice, puffed wheat. Um, it's kind of sort of, I mean, when you think of look at cereal, it's one of the older types of cereals. It's essentially popped. I think a better way to describe it would be popped. So the way popcorn is popped is how they make this cereal. They basically take the grain, like a wheat or a whole wheat or a whole rice, I guess, and they put it under pressure. And then when they take the lid off, it pops, and it's like that foamy, packing peanut kind of texture. How have they ever come up? How are they like, this should be a cereal. We should definitely make this so that we can pour <laughs> milk on top. <laughs> That's the thing about it. like regular puff wheat and puff rice. It just it, – it kind of absorbs the liquid, but then mm. it kind of doesn't. It's very much like packing peanuts. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like there's so much about this world that I look at, and I'm like – how did we, as a human race, how did we look upon this thing and like, I'm going to try to eat that? Mm-hmm. Like, is it because we were so hungry that we, we saw things in nature? We're just like, I, you know what? I'm just going to roll the dice because I'm so hungry. I need to eat. I get the idea of how it sort of came about, right? Because like, I'm cooking a pot of corn here. I'm going to put the lid on it. I get my fire in my cave. I'm making corn. And then you lit, took the lid off too early and just boop, 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 boop. And you're like, oh my God, this hard yellow corn is now a white puffball. I don't have any more corn. I'm going for it. I love this popcorn thing. Let me <laughs> pop everything. People, they're like throwing like fern leaves and Ooh. dinosaur clippings and uh, anything into a pot trying to hope that it pops. And they're like, hey, this rice thing, this rice thing pops. How about that? Yeah, you know, it. it it's, <laughs> never mind. Right. I was gonna do a thing about how is, the how is cr- everything not PG thirteen with you. What's wrong with you? <laughs> no, Are you trying to sexualize popcorn now? No, no, no. When you said it makes it pop, I sort of had some PTSD of like, can we just make that logo really pop? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Topical. Sorry. Anyway, yeah. um, so they still make your standard puffed wheat, puffed rice, unsweetened, uncoated, all of that jazz, and. I did some research. It looks like Quakers still really <laughs> has cornered the market on your septuagenarian cereals over here. <laughs> um, it's just a big box of puffed wheat and puffed rice. Uh, it, it is, again, one of those, like, I I want to say my grandma. I really oh. think my grandma probably had this cereal, like, at one point when I visited her. And it's another one where you put you would sprinkle the sugar on it, and then you just sort of eat it as fast as you can before the sugar just falls to the bottom, and you have this <laughs> half-soggy um, 
styrofoam. Yeah, if you're eating that puff rice with no sweetener, with no glaze, with nothing on it, like, what, are you, what is your life? What's, <laughs> what's your life like that you've got to eat this unsweetened cereal? I mean, there are definitely just, I mean, I would say a handful of unsweetened cereals that are edible sort of as is right out of the box. This is not one of this them. This is not one of them. I mean, I would think maybe an almond milk or like a sweetened, you know, like a vanilla soy milk. I mean, some kind of flavor possibly, but they weren't, they weren't drinking the old vanilla cashew milk back in the, <laughs> in the 1920s. So, um, so we're going to, we're going to, we're going to get off of the, the standard unsweetened styrofoam cereal and we're going to go straight, straight to the Mac Daddy of them all post Golden Crisp. I love Golden Crisp. There is just like a great memory of me every evening at like eight, eight at night where uh, I go grab that giant box of Golden Crisp and just, uh, Hum the song to myself. I can't get enough super golden crisp. It's got the crunch with punch. So I would uh, pour it into the bowl and I would eat it and I would eat like three, three bowls, three, four bowls of the stuff. <laughs> I just had dinner two hours before, of course, but like three, four bowls of the stuff because I like I just needed it. I needed I needed it to be a part of me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I wouldn't even be hungry. I would just I would just be like I just I just need this to my face right now. So when you were packing in three bowls a day, was this what are we talking? Are we talking high school? Are we talking you've yeah. moved out and your brother's eating a pizza hut pizza by himself? <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about here? Yeah, no, that's uh that's high school. Yeah, that's my my adolescence is uh is the beginning of a great trend of me eating cereal at night for my dessert. That's excellent. Excellent. Well, for me, puffed wheat, and I want to say it was probably Golden Crisp. I feel like Golden Crisp is probably, you know, Post doesn't really like make an appearance, but when they do, it counts. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the Post cereals are pretty legit. Um, so I'm, I'm going to assume it was uh, Golden Crisp. My dad is not from the U.S., and so he's not really keen on a lot of the sort of traditional things. Like he's not a, he wasn't a big hot dog guy for a long time. He didn't really like peanut butter for a long time. You know, he just he he doesn't he's he was didn't grow up with all of this traditional stuff. And one of them was cereal with milk on it. So mm-hmm. because he wasn't he's not a big dairy guy, um, he never really ate cereal. And this just stands in my head as like. Even my dad likes this cereal. <laughs> like that's how good this cereal is. Yeah. Um, Golden Crisp is puffed wheat, and it has been sweetened and candy coated. Is it candy coated too? Is that that's what, what that- that's what the technical the technical description is? Candy coated. Uh, it was introduced in 1948 as Happy Jacks. <laughs> they quickly changed the name to Sugar Crisp. Mm. Then uh, they went from Sugar Crisp to Super Sugar Crisp. And in 1985, Super Golden Crisp. And here we land at Golden Crisp. Crisp being a part of this the whole time. But uh, just kind of like the super, then the not super, and then the sugar, and then dropping the sugar. What makes it not super anymore? I feel like there was like uh, some kind of marketing campaign or the ad campaign where the bear would eat the cereal and then he would get like superpowers and that's why he would get the crunch with punch. Oh, I don't know. I guess this picture of him just kind of like strutting down the forest or something that wearing his little shirt. 
I guess I don't even remember him being a superhero or having any kind of superpowers or anything. Yeah, and then he had like his little Bing Crosby voice. Like, I yeah. Over there going yeah. <laughs> so um, the bear was awesome. I mean, he's kind of always been there for it. But iconic, uh, iconic. I, he it was first marketed to compete almost kind of sort of with Cracker Jack. So it was like, it was a cereal, it was a snack and it was candy. So they would like, kind of, they just sort of like, look, this thing is everything. It's the WD 40 of handheld foods. So have it for breakfast, have it for lunch, have it for dinner, have it after dinner. Um, it always started with bears. So early advertisements had cartoon bears named Candy, Handy, and Dandy. <laughs> and here's the slogan. As a cereal, it's dandy. Or snacks, it's so handy. Or eat it like candy. Post Sugar Crisp. Or eat it like candy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. You know that early, like, just... I love early advertising because, it, because it's new, right? So I guess here's my thinking. This is brand new to market, you know, stuff directly to people with some kind of slogan or some kind of mascot. So, you know, the big business mindset is this is new, so people don't understand it. So we have to talk to them like they're morons because they don't understand what we're doing. And I just love that concept of like, well, there's three bears on it. I'm going to eat it. Uh, I mean, there's also just like a, a bit of tryhard uh, in that era, you know, of advertising. I feel like that kind of advertising doesn't exist as often anymore. People are just coming out like, listen, we're selling you a thing. You know that we're selling you a thing. Just buy the thing. Well, and, and it also sort of plays to the mindset that, you know, this concept of I like what I like and I'm not changing. Uh-huh. I mean, clearly the inventing the, the the pure invention of advertising is we have to get people to stop eating the regular puffed wheat. So we need them to change to this. Like, Hey, this stuff is really good. Just take my word for it. No, I like what I like. I'm not changing. (laughs) No, but seriously, it's good. It's we're literally candy coating. No, no, don't care. I don't want it. I, I don't want to buy something new. I don't want, no, no, get away from me. No, no, no. (laughs) These kids today with their knee high socks, and their ankle-length skirts. Back when I was a kid, that was just totally unacceptable. Back when I was doing the Charleston. <laughs> no, the, <laughs> back when I was square dancing, this Charleston, what a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> Whatever happened to the day you go... <laughs> when I was your age, a dance was in a barn, and the men were on one side, and the women were on the other. What happened to that that separation where you could fit Jesus in between and like 30 Jesuses in between them? That's right. Leave room for the Lord, kids. Leave room for 30 Lords, kids. That's, that's what it's supposed to be like. When I was a kid and I wanted to go somewhere, I couldn't. Now they got motor cars and electric street cars and trolley cars and then flying aeroplanes. I think I just moved our story up about 30 years now. <laughs> <laughs> and their computers and their calculators and their flying cars and their Jaws 19. <laughs> oh boy, man, those World War One guys, man, they were not thrilled about commercial airline they travel. Were not. They oh, were not. boy. You know, do they serve cereal on airplanes? Have you uh, ever let me have you ever been on a plane where cereal and I mean I'll go back to for all of you millennials out there, there was a time when you got a meal like sort of included <laughs> in your airline travel, but I feel like the Kellogg's variety pack 
foreshadowing would have been like a really cool thing on the plane. Can you imagine? On international flights, they do give you like a cold cereal option for breakfast. So there's what? that. You just have to, you just have to pay the you have to pay the big bucks. Seven ninety nine for my unsweetened muesli. Don't yeah. mind if I do. And it is usually well. I guess it depends on where you're flying. When when I flew with Lufthansa, it was muesli for sure. Oh yeah, I bet it is. They love muesli. Oh god, Germans love them some muesli. <laughs> they love their David Hasselhoff and their muesli. Yeah, um, that's gonna be a def. I mean, that's another definite show right there. Because there's there's the time when the <laughs> Amer. Oh god, this was in my cereal eating prime. Uh, when Amer- <laughs> when the American cereal market sort of stepped into that muesli. Remember with mueslicks? Yeah. Yeah, but they're like, we get it. So, okay, dry <laughs> raisins, craisins, and unsweetened oats and grains? That sounds great. We're just going to do basically granola, oatmeal, raisins, and sweetened Rice Krispies, throw them in a box. We're like, oh, yeah, this stuff's really good and healthy. <laughs> Part of a balanced breakfast. <laughs> oh, man. Post-Golden Crisp. Delish, super yummy, crunchy. So good. And what's interesting is like that, that, um, and I know I've said this before, but that Clark W. Griswold food grade shellac varnish that they put around the puffed wheat, uh-huh. it keeps the milk from completely penetrating the cereal, but it gets enough so that it, you get, oh, you get a nice crunch. And, it's a nice oh, crunch boy, for a while, good. too. It stays for a lot longer than you think. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, not that you. Not that you they stay in the bowl for that long, but yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a nice crunch. Uh, so then you've got your counterpart, of course, to post Golden Crisp, Kellogg's Honey Smacks. See, and Honey Smacks, I always mistook for like a store brand, off brand version. Like I, I was almost amazed when I learned, oh, that's Kellogg's. That's <laughs> That's the same as uh, cornflakes. That's like the OG of cereals. They're coming out with something like this off-brand smack, sugar smacks. It's wrong, dude. So they rolled out, uh, bad on bad on math, five years after Golden Chris came out in 1953, sugar smacks. And again, you know, all these uh, suburban moms got to get in the way. In the 1980s, they dropped the sugar, calling it honey smacks. <laughs> Uh, also sweet and puff wheat. Now, what's great about this is Golden Crisp, for the most part, had the bear or bears as their mascot. I have this incredible, <laughs> stupid, just background of all the different mascots since 1953. Are you ready for the rundown? Yeah, hit me. 1953 to 1956, Cliffy the Clown. Okay. Clowns are scary. We got to move on. They were known for showing them to do the sugar smack swing. <laughs> of course they did. Featuring those hep cats, the cherry popping daddies. <laughs> They're a 1957 Smacksy the Seal. Smacksy the Seal? A sailor suit wearing seal. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> I love how the sailor the sailor outfit was huge for a period of time. I mean, I want to say it's probably. I mean, it's got to be tied to sort of the the World War II and sort of the victory yeah. at sea. But I mean, the the concept of I mean, I think a sailor's outfit is pretty slick. I mean, they got the bell bottoms, they got the flap in the back, they got the the white. Uh, 
I guess like neckerchief, kind of like Cub Scouts kind of thing, but without that slidey little metal right. hoop. But I mean, I mean, I love Lucy wears sailor outfits, and kids today still wear sailor outfits for their little yeah. two-year-old photo session. But yeah, a seal so. wearing a sailor suit. Um, and then in 1961, Quick Draw McGraw took over for the old Honey Smacks. What? Yeah. Oh, El Cabong? Yeah, Quick Draw yeah. McGraw. Ha- Hanna-Barbera cartoons, man. The Horse Sheriff, of course. Mm. That was a good show right there. He, t- you know, that that sort of. I mean, I feel like they're starting to creep into that uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle endorsement. You know, then they had the Smackin' Bandit. Smackin' Bandit. I wonder if he chewed like that all the time. That's that's that was his calling card. It's like uh, you would hear that sound, you'd be like, "What's that sound?" It sounds like something. Oh no, we lost everything. <laughs> what if that was the way his horse sounded? It was like. I'm sorry, that was bad. 1965, the Smackin' Bandit, which was, uh, I mean, they're literally running out of it. Half mule, half kangaroo. What? Is that like a centaur? What are you talking about? That doesn't even make any sense. And how? And how does that even? How do you keep getting a mule and a kangaroo together? I don't. I don't get it. I have no idea. Now the seal um, is definitely standing up. Uh, like his fins are feet, and he's. I mean, I could see that. I don't well, get. He has an air of authority. Yeah, he does. Know? He does. I don't get this half mule, half kangaroo. I mean, I want to. I'm hoping he's got the kangaroo on the bottom, <laughs> so he's hopping around, and he's got the mule head. I feel like that would be a little more. Uh, a little more realistic than this, like centaur with a kangaroo face and the pouch. The pouch. I hope he. What if he filled his pouch with cereal and then milk? He's like, nom, 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 nom. oh, oh man. Uh, then the Smackin' Bandit was replaced in 1966 by the Smackin' Brothers. Well, the Smackin' Bandit had to be replaced because it was an affront to God. <laughs> Two boys dressed in boxing shorts and boxing gloves, and they wanted sugar smacks, but ending up smacking each other instead. That seems like a ad campaign that can't really go that far. I mean, yeah. how, many times, how many times do you trick these brothers to hit each other? <laughs> it's like, let's get them again. This, and this is all pre-YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's been a lot of tie-ins with um, Sugar Smacks, too. They had, uh, in the, about the same time, 1966, they had a tie-in with Star Trek. Oh. Which is pretty cool. You've got um, Spock on the front. And uh, he's got the phaser set to delicious. <laughs> Wait, it should have been set your phasers to smack. <laughs> um, and he's uh, pointing it sort of at you, and it says, Space energy comes from sugar smacks. Oh, is that where it comes from? I guess so. That and uh, very powerful combustion. Yeah. I think it's mostly that one, though. <laughs> it's mostly Sugar Smacks. It's mostly Sugar Smacks. It's mostly, like, if we if everybody were to stop eating Sugar Smacks right now, I'm pretty sure that we would spiral out of control and, like, get lost in the universe. <laughs> and then, so they have the Star Trek ones. 
And then in the early 70s, they briefly, I mean, this is just, I mean, you know what's just, we're sort of going through all like the uncomfortable stereotypes throughout, throughout the the uh, 20th century. In the early 70s, an Indian chief appeared briefly. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. All right. <laughs> because, you know, that's what we need right now. It's like right. some kind of uh, sitting bull type looking dude. Oh my god. Um he actually looks like um the University of Illinois Illini guy that rides on the horse with the spear. Oh yeah. And it's got like this cool chevron background, sort of like a southwest motif on the box. Um <laughs> it's awesome. And then there's a 3D Indian card <laughs> free inside. 3D Indian card? What is that? Uh, so it's basically just like a flat card, and I think you just um you would pop out the bottom and you like make a plus sign and it just sort of stands up. It's actually a really good, uh, it's really good illustration. I mean, it's probably, you know, mildly to majorly offensive depending on who you are, but I mean, it's, yeah, that's it's, what I'm thinking. it's good <laughs> artwork though. I mean, from a purely creative standpoint, it's pretty solid. So then they replace, um, the, uh, Indian chief in 1972 with dig him frog. Ah, uh, the frog makes an appearance. I mean, there's a lot more, but you know what? Diggum was replaced by a couple of these other lame ones, and they kept bringing Diggum back. And so you've got Diggum the frog. He, he was voiced by, check this out. There's a guy named yeah. Len Dressler, who did the voice mm-hmm. for Diggum, who <laughs> I did all this. So I'm reading these articles like, oh, Len Dressler. And I'm like, who the heck is this guy? Like everyone's talking about him. Like I should know who he is. I look him up and he was the ho, 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 green giant. He was the good jolly, oh, really? that was his thing, the jolly green giant guy. He was a jolly green giant. Do you know how awesome that would be? I mean, that to me is, a, that's a credential. I don't know, man. Once people figure out that you're the jolly green giant, like you're doing that all the time. Like, the, like everybody's going to be asking you, hey, do the thing. And like, that's your life. It's just you like entering a room going, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> like you can't, you can't leave a room without somebody going, Hey man, do the thing. And you're just like, Oh, oh God, I, I'd like to murder you with a green bean right now. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Luckily I get unlimited canned goods. I'm going to huck this at you. <laughs> so, you know, I saw uh, Jim Gaffigan uh, a, a while back and, you know, people bring boxes of hot pockets for him to sign. Because, like, that's his big bit. Do you think this yeah. guy, people show up? Can you sign my cream corn, Len Dressler? This is so cool. I will I will literally drown you in cream corn. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> they catch him eating fresh vegetables. Len, we had a deal, man. We had a deal. You are not. I just need a hit. I need a hit of the fresh stuff, man. I just needed some of the fresh stuff. Hey, man, fresh, frozen is as good as fresh, Len. You know this. <laughs> uh, I think it would be super cool to sort of have that. I mean, again, because I'm not famous, but to have that thing that's so known. Um, the last uh, two things to sort of bring up, Quaker has their own version uh, called Sugar Puffs. Oh, so they don't just have the the cardboard one. They also have the sugar puffs. Yeah, but I mean, I, I looked at the box. I mean, I have never seen it. Um, or, I mean, <laughs> I haven't seen it a long time. And then our favorite brand of all time, Malto Meal, they make a Golden Puffs. Ah, Mom, 
You're in it. You're doing it. <laughs> You're doing it, Ma. We are keeping it real. It, and you know what? We're giving you two and a half percent more. <laughs> um, All you got to do is just walk on down, down near the floor. You just need to bend down and just walk <laughs> along the floor. You get it. That two and a half percent more. <laughs> so here's what's great. Now, in all seriousness, when is the last time you looked at that side panel with the nutrition information and the ingredients for uh, a golden crisp or anything like that? When was the last time I did that? When's the last time you Uh, really looked at it? It's been a while, right? uh, 1994, I think. Damn it, man. You just ruined my whole story. No, just kidding. (laughs) Um, So when I was doing this research, I read a very interesting fact. And I I didn't believe it. So last weekend when I was at Target doing my grocery shopping, I went and grabbed that box and I I confirmed it. Golden Crisp and most sweetened puff cereals are over 50% sugar. (laughs) (laughs) I get it because the density of the – I mean the cereal has like no substance, but – if you look at the ingredients, the first ingredient is sugar. Wow. It is not even wheat. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean. It's just, this is just, all the, all the cereal is, is like we just kind of ball some sugar up and then we throw some wheat germ inside of it and hope, it, hope it's good. It's just, I, I think we're good. It's just a vessel for sugar. It's like how my nephew, yeah. uh, he eats French fries. It's just a vessel for him to consume ketchup. Uh-huh. That's all this is. This is like, wow, we've got all this extra sugar. How, how can we deliver it to the to the masses? Let's roll these packing peanuts in it. We've got all these puffed wheat. Nobody wants it anymore. <laughs> Just roll it in sugar. Um, so because of that, that's why all of these have dropped the name Sugar Smack, Sugar Crisp, because they're like, oh, sugar. And they really sort of promote that it's fortified with vitamins. But it actually can't even be as fortified as some of your – traditional cereals because I don't think I mean how much how many uh, different vitamins and minerals can they cram into that sugar coating yeah I was going to say how, how I don't even know if they can be as fortified as an ice cream sundae <laughs> I mean it's like the Kool-Aid of cereal I mean it's just it's just <laughs> sugar I mean I mean at least an ice cream sundae has got a banana in it exactly and like some protein I guess nuts yeah well, the the dairy of the ice cream too, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and don't forget the hot fudge. And my doctor said I had a very serious hot fudge deficiency. You need to, you need to get that uh, hot fudge. It's, it's like sure. Paul, uh, you're not eating enough butter solids, uh, so you need to mix it up with some cocoa powder and some uh, sugar. Hot fudge, oh. dude. God, I love. Do you do you ever buy the microwavable hot fudge? Uh, you know that I only buy hot fudge from a farmer's market, <laughs> locally sourced. You, you know, I don't have any time for that kind of nonsense for your microwavable hot fudge. Fixed gear churned hot fudge. It, it's fixed gear churned hot fudge. That's, that's, that's the only thing I buy. And Paul, nobody really buys their own hot fudge because by the time you've gotten home, I mean, you might as well just have a, a, a chemical-based sealed jar. Paul, this guy over here. <laughs> <laughs> but for real for a sec, I mean, how the first time you ever had magic shell? Oh, man. Oh, my God. It really was magic. I mean, it is so good. It's God, it's, magic it's shell. Like, even now, when, I, like, you know, you have like a, a dip cone or something like that, it's just mind boggling. Just like, 
how how is this a thing that I can have? We really are in the best of times of humanity. <clears throat> we can have fro- chocolate frozen on top in an instant. It's amazing. I mean, it's just the best. And and again, same nephew. <laughs> we went to the pork, and he's a great kid. I mean, don't get me wrong, but he's his eating style and his habits are so different from me. We went to this place when we were down in Florida that is sort of it's shaped like a soft serve ice cream cone. Okay. Nice. Yeah, it was yeah. great. They have dip Classic. cones. Classic yeah, and what they do is they take the they basically have like a a I don't know if it's just a vanilla base or just a soft serve base and they can flavor the soft serve. So they had like 45 you get like your cake batter soft serve. You I mean you could have all this oh. crazy stuff. So I was like, guys, look at this. You get all these different flavors because the previous day we went to like a traditional hard pack ice cream with all the flavors. So we're like, let's go to the soft serve. I don't think you guys can get the cones. They dip it in chocolate. It's a cone. The ice cream is crunchy chocolate. And my nephew goes, yeah. I'm just going to have a snow cone. What? I'm like, dude, you're at a place that's shaped like an ice cream cone and you don't want ice. I don't like soft serve, See- Uncle Paul. That's 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 the problem with these kids nowadays. They can't appreciate things like dipped ice cream cones anymore. Do you understand the mechanics? Do you know how much work it takes to make liquid chocolate not harden all day? You gotta have that little that crock pot thing. You gotta have the ladle. You, the cleaning that thing has got to be a nightmare at the end of the day. You know that kid with the closer is like, oh, I gotta close. I gotta clean the dip thing. Oh. <laughs> So what were we talking about before? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Golden Crisp. What about Golden Crisp? Oh, yeah. I got it. So here, this goes, yeah. this dude, oh my God, full circle. My dad used yeah. to put Golden Crisp on his ice cream. <laughs> Man, that doesn't sound bad I mean, at all. That, that sounds kind of great. I mean, we need to publish this copyright because someone in LA or New York is going to do a Golden Crisp Sunday. Yeah. And we're going to lose all yeah. rights. What if, oh, dude, you got a waffle bowl and uh, give me some artisan hard-packed ice cream. Uh, do you have something like Jenny's? Oh, yeah. What's the flavor that's going to go with our golden crisp sundae? That's uh, that's going to be something like a, a bramble crisp. I knew you were going to say bramble berry crisp, man. And the crisp yeah. is the crisp cereal. Oh, my God. It I is. need that club air horn. That bam, 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 bam. I mean, oh, that would be great. Oh, and then you've got uh, maybe some uh, locally sourced uh, raspberries on top. Maybe just two. Oh, right, dude. just but only two, and they they are not from more than a mile away. Oh yeah, uh, no, they have a, a little bush back there, and they're plucking them. Oh, they're only oh, for this, it. and uh, retail price thirteen ninety five. And uh, you know, it's a dollar more if you want to sprinkle a little bit of quinoa on top of that. <laughs> Our sugar-coated quinoa. Hey, it's ancient grains, man. Oh, yeah, ancient it's grains. It's good for you. It's ancient grains. I still don't understand what they mean by ancient grains. Is it just that it's it's a grain that existed a long time ago and we sort of brought it back? Yeah. No, that's that's absolutely all of this. It stems off the paleo diet where you know you only eat things that people used to eat when we were hunting mammoths. And uh they eat that they eat that stuff. And apparently that's supposed to be better for you, uh, even though we have we have things that are made from wheat but are still somehow fifty percent sugar. Like I don't understand 
We live in it. We live in a beautiful, magical time, and we're trying to eat like things that the the paleo guys were eating. Come on, their lives were terrible. They didn't even have like one ice cream sundae. They had no ice cream, guys. Are we okay? <laughs> Are we aware that we we're trying to adopt a diet where they didn't even have ice cream? <laughs> they didn't even have ice cream. Do you think that they would have kept eating those ancient grains and their mammoth meat if they had ice cream laying around? No. <laughs> They would have eaten the ice cream. I mean, that's uh, my mind's blown right there. I mean, that that's a cause of that's my new argument now. Yeah, I'm going yeah. paleo. Yeah, you know they didn't have air conditioning either, so uh, <laughs> crack open that window in August down here. Um, so so ancient grains. It's it's here. It is. I got it. Ancient grains. I'm gonna say 1994. Uh, a TV producer loses his job, gets a job in the food industry, and he's like, what can I reboot? What's that grain over there? We haven't done that grain in a while, guys. We're going to reboot that grain. And while we're at, we're at what's, that, what's, that, what's that leafy grain? Kale? We're going to reboot kale. We're going <laughs> to bring kale out of the dark into, into the light with the word spinach is always enjoyed. We're, we, need, we just need a Popeye's for kale. That's what we need. Yeah, because we've all loved spinach so much our whole lives. Let's get a really worse have. one. Pop- Popeye I mean- has really done wonders for spinach. <laughs> so you know what? You know, I, want, I want a spinach, but I just want it to taste worse. Oh, I got that, dude. <laughs> I, I, want, I would like some spinach, but I would like it for it to be harder for me to chew. <laughs> yeah, is, there a way, is there a way that I can have hard to chew spinach? That'd be great. Thanks. And I want an aftertaste to be similar to that, like when I go into the bathroom after someone has used hairspray. Can we do that? <laughs> I want to do that. And <laughs> oh god, but it's got a lot of fi- it's got a lot of fiber and iron. I want a spinach that I can feel all the way down. <laughs> is that is there something I can? Is that a thing that I can have? Can I have that? <laughs> I just want to eat a film negative. Do can we do that in food form? Is that cool? <laughs> Also, just to for full disclosure, I actually really like kale a lot. So, but it is it is it is harder to chew than spinach. I I, sure. I enjoy kale the way a lot of people enjoy fish, which is like over prepared and over seasoned and over flavored <laughs> and topped with oils and stuff. Yeah, we, yeah. We, kale we, chips are are awesome. I don't think I've had kale chips. I've had those seaweed chips and uh, whew, similar thing. Similar. Could not get that seaweed taste out of my mouth for a while. It's like fishy oh. kale. Can I get something that is like spinach, but doesn't taste like anything except for fish? I actually can I get the spinach that tastes like fish? That'd be great. Is there like a seafood kale casserole recipe that you can hook me up with? But no <laughs> seafood in it. I just want to make it with fish broth. <laughs> Do you have spinach that kind of dissolves my mouth like a listerine strip, but makes me completely stinky to everything around me? Do you have some of that? Oh, seaweed. Okay. <laughs> It's exactly it. It's a seafood Listerine strip. <laughs> oh my god! I don't even Nick. I don't even know where to go from here. <laughs> I mean, those seaweed things are so terrible. All right. Well, anyway, so uh, sugar golden crisp. Yeah. So golden it's crisp. Got the, uh, the punch with crunch. The punch with crunch. You got Diggum the oh. Frog, who was uh, made. Sort of brought. I feel like he was kind of brought back into pop culture. Uh, did you see that Family Guy episode with Diggum the first? No. So I, I want to say that uh, Mayor West builds like a a gold statue of Diggum the Frog, 
And it's like an episode of how the gover- the city government's like blowing all their money away, but it's a beautiful like gold statue of Diggum. And he goes, smack, 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 sugar, smack, give me a smack and I'll smack your back. <laughs> he does like the song and he air punches. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, so yeah, go get yourself some golden crisps. I mean, I, I, I gotta be honest with you. The fact that I know that the number one ingredient is now sugar, I actually want to eat it more. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm not turned off by that at all. Like, uh, you know, I, I'm just gonna continue to eat it in the in the best time of day. Like, I'm not gonna eat it in the morning when people when I'm supposed to be part of the balanced breakfast or whatever. I'm gonna eat it at night like a dessert, and that's the way it should be. That's the way that everybody should be looking at Golden Crisp. It is a dessert that you can have three bowls of at night. Yeah, <laughs> I would, and as a snack, I would sort of put it on par with like. They say Cracker Jack, but I mean, I would sort of lean it more towards in like your Sour Patch Kids category. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like there'd be a great recipe for like a homemade Cracker Jack type mix. You could do like honey roasted peanuts and your Golden Crisp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, might be, that might not be too bad. Yeah. It, you know, you got your Gorp. Maybe add a little bit of the uh, the Golden Crisp in there. See what's oh, going on. Yeah. And we got to we got to call Jenny's and get that... Uh, that's Sunday uh, going because that's gonna, yeah, that's going to sure. be it. That's going to be the jam. Well, this uh, this has been a very productive uh, discussion. I feel like we didn't touch on the cereals too much, but I I, I think we gave it its love. We, we gave it its due. We gave it its due. I mean, it's it's you know it's candy coated sugar snacks for for children to eat in the morning and rot their teeth. We gave it its due. We gave it all we have. Yeah, and it's pretty good. It's held on. Hey, post. Nice job. Way to go, man. And you too, Kellogg's. Eh. And you too, Multimule. Wow. Multimule. I mean, mom is locking it up. I mean, they're trying their best. They're just, mom's just trying their best. I mean, I just love their concept of quantity, man. They're like, any, <laughs> who's got excess capacity? We're going to make a cereal. <laughs> so this has been the Super Cereal Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. If you haven't subscribed to us yet on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play Music, uh, go ahead and do that. And if you want to toss us a rating on iTunes in the five to five star range, uh, that'd be great. Also, uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Tumblr and Instagram under Super Zero Podcast. And if you want to uh, follow us on Twitter, that's on the Super Serial Pod. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. It's fantastic. <laughs> well, uh, this is Paul. And this is Nick. And this has been Serial. 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 Serial.